Parsha Sachremos lays out the entire Avodah Siyom HaKippurim, the procedure of rituals and karbonos that are carried out and offered on Yom Kippur. And perhaps the most famous of all of the karbonos that were offered on Yom Kippur are the set or the pair of goats, the Seir Hashem and the Seir Azazel, the goat on the one hand that serves as a chatos, a sin offering to Hashem. And of course, on the other hand, there is the goat that is offered la'azazel. The question is, who or what even is azazel? And why do we offer a carbon to it? In order to answer that question, we enter another dimension, one not only of pshat, but of remez, josh, and sod. So journey with me into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the Database with Rabbi Shua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha Sachremos. And if you enjoy Shiorim like this and others on the podcast, and you want to partner up with us and give a sponsorship, or maybe you just have questions, comments, concerns, or want to make a recommendation for a Shiorim like this one and others on the podcast, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com to make your sponsorship, or just to reach out today. And while we're on that topic, I'll thank an anonymous sponsor for a beautiful sponsorship, a returning sponsor. You could join them at the database at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. And in the meantime, we are returning to the question of what is the Seir La'azazel? A very pressing and important question, especially as the Torah in Parsha Sachremos explains that we offer these two carbonos, this pair of goats, there's a go roll, there's a lottery, one for Hashem, one for Azazel, without even elaborating on what Azazel is. It's almost as if the Torah assumes that we know what it is, and that's obviously something that couldn't be farther from the truth, apparently had to have been understood at the time, but in the meantime, we have to crack the code of Pardes to try to figure it out. Using Pshad, Remez, Josh, and Sod, we will try to understand what it is, Azazel. So as we address that question, we'll start very simply with Rashi. Rashi says that Azazel was a strong and hard mountain. It was a high cliff. And of course, this is in line with Chazal, for example, in the Taras Kahanim, in Tezayin Chavches, 1628, or perhaps more famously in the Gemara in Yoma, on Daf, Samach Zayin Abed where the Gemara describes the process of the Seir La Azazel, that it was taken out and it was literally pushed off a cliff, and apparently Azazel, Rashi's telling us, was the name of this cliff. So that's one basic shot of what Azazel is. What it doesn't completely tell us is what the point of it is, but the shot, perhaps with which we are familiar, is the shot that we find in Chazal, is that the Seir la Azazel is a scapegoat. In fact, this is the origin of the concept of a scapegoat, which um, in contemporary terms refers to something that takes the guilt of something else. Right? The Jews are famously known as a scapegoat, or perhaps infamously known as the scapegoats of the world. Whenever the, the, the non-Jews of the world, they find a problem, so they assume that it must be the fault of the Jews, we are the scapegoat. And in a similar vein, that's what we have with the Seir Azazel. that this that this um, this goat, literally the Chumash tells us that the Kohen would confess the Averos of the Ben Israel, the Hizvada, he would be, do a vidoy of the Averos while leaning on the goat. He would confess the sins of all of Kalah Israel onto this goat, 
and this go would represent the Averis of the Bnei Israel. In a similar vein, that all Karbanos represents the person who offers it, so the Seir Azazel represented the Averis of the Bnei Israel. We're going to come back to that because this is very important now, a very important concept indeed. Um, so just keep in the back of your mind the concept of the scapegoat. Now, however, there's another famous shot in Azazel which really borders on um, controversial at the very least, which we find in the Ibn Ezra and the Ramban um, combined. Because the Ibn Ezra has these really cryptic words to explain the deeper meaning, still in Pashapshat at least, of, of the Seir La Azazel. And the cryptic words of the Ibn Ezra are really a code that's cracked by the Ramban. The Ramban explains what the Ibn Ezra means. And um, one, of, one of the um, more interesting comments by the Ibn Ezra, although there are many, obviously, but the Ibn Ezra explains that, yes, it's a mountain, and he explains that this mountain was actually located somewhere near Harsinai, at least at the time that this, um, uh, this carbon was originally introduced. How exactly it was done in times of the base of Migdash, according to the Ibn Ezra, it's not clear to me. But says the Ibn Ezra, the real secret meaning of the of the Sir Lazazel is a secret that I don't want to reveal, but he says, I will tell you when you are 33. When you are 33, I will explain this to you. Almost giving us a remez. Before we even get into remez, we seem to have a remez within the Ibn Ezra. And the Ramon explains, based on the Pirkei de Rebbe Yezer, um, in, in Perak Mem Vav um, 46, he explains... What the Ibn Ezra means is if you look 33 verses from now, where the Pesach says, that you will no longer offer karbanos to the demons. We have the same word, seir, but seir doesn't always mean goat. Sometimes it means demon. And when describing the hilchos karban, um, or really the hilchos shechita, all of the different rules for slaughtering animals, one of the lines that the Chumash throws in there is that you're not, and if you do everything right, you follow the rules of Karbanos, the rules of Shrita, how to properly treat the body of the animal and the blood of the animal, says the Torah, you will hopefully no longer offer Karbanos to demons, which um, appears to be a description of Avodah Zara, giving a, um, an offering not to Hashem, but to uh, some other force. It explains the Ramban, based on the Pirkei Dervliezer, that this is in fact what the um, carbon or the seir la azaza really was. It was an offering to dark forces. It was an offering to the samachmem, to the satan, or to the sitra achra, the, the dark forces of the world. Apparently, a shochad, a bribe, so to speak, is being offered to the dark forces. And this really needs elaboration. Why is a carbon offered to the dark forces of the world? So we'll have to explain this but apparently it serves as some, court, uh, some sort of tribute, some sort of bribe. And why that's necessary on the day of Yom Kippur, we have to really try to understand. But before we do, let's move over to Remez. As we move over to Remez, we are already in the territory of Sod, of Kabbalah as well. We could have put Remez and Sod together today, but I'll give you an additional Sod later. But we have from the Tikkun Zohar in Nun Beis Amad Aleph. And he... Um, he cites the Pasuk that we find later, Tazai and Chav Beis, and he has an incredible remez. It says, V'nasa ha-se'ira lav eskalavono sa That literally, that this, um, that this uh, um, goat, the, this offering, V'nasa ha-se'ir, this se'ir will bear a love on it, eskalavono sam, all of the avonos, 
of the of the Bnei Yisrael. Uh, so, Yisrael, El Eretz it's going to take it to a cut off land. But explains the Tikuna Zohar when it says that the Seir will be Nasa, that it will carry Eskal Avonosam. He says the word Avonosam, which literally means their sins, their iniquities. He says Avonosam is a combination of two words, Avonos and Tam. What does that mean, avonos and tam? It means the sin of the tam, of the honest one, of the simple one, of the wholesome one. Who is that? A reference to the Yaakov Ishtam. And he explains once again, Vinasa haseir, the seir, or the seir, the hairy one, the one who's known as seir, he will carry upon him all of the averos of the tam, of the ishtam, which sounds like actually a reversal of roles in terms of who is the scapegoat. Then now, Esav, the Seir, he, the Seir, is going to carry the Averos of the Ishtam. He's going to take the blame for them eventually, which sounds like a very interesting exchange, because we know that throughout history, the Bnei Yisrael, they are the scapegoats for the world. And yet apparently at some point in time, the Seir Lazazel tells us that Esav is going to bear the Averos of Yaakov, perhaps because Asa represents a force in the world that causes Yaakov to do Averus, or at least plays a role in it. And maybe at some point in time, because of all of the brunt of of of, of the evil that Kleistra has to suffer at the hands of Asa, maybe one day Asa will take a little bit of responsibility for the harm that it's caused Yaakov. But apparently this is a remez that we find already in the essence of the Seir Zazel, that this is something that somehow Esav is going to accept the, the, the guilt of the Averis of, of Yaakov. And what's interesting is as we move over to Drash, we find several Midrashim, the Bracious Rabbah, in Samach Hey, Yud Dalad and Tezvav, in the Tanchuma and Toldos, Yud Beis, and also in the Vayikra Rabbah, Chaf Aleph, Yud Aleph, we find that Although we may, there's a more famous shot for why, at the time of the taking of the brachos, why Yaakov Avinu was told by Rivka specifically to get two goats. So one shot is that that Yaakov gave one just for for Yitzchak to enjoy, and the other one was for Karban Pesach because this was um, historically at the time that of, of 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 Pesach, and that's why Yitzchak needed an additional goat. But these midrashim suggest that the reason for the two goats was that um, they actually represented, in a certain sense, the Seir Hashem and the Seir Azazel, where Yaakov seems to be, once again, taking on the role of the Sitra Acher, of the dark side, engaging in crafty, shady behavior, controversial behavior, to say the least. And he does this, apparently, to serve as a shochat for the Satan. The seemingly controversial behavior in which Yaakov engages is apparently coming from the dark side. It's serving as a tribute, a bribe, to the dark forces, that apparently at this time that was what was needed. So this idea that sometimes we have to offer something to the Satan, and when and how exactly you're supposed to do that, is actually an idea that we've discussed in the in the podcast in the past, which you can go back and listen to it. Um, you can, uh, it's I believe it's titled um, "Revisiting Yaakov's Deal with the Devil," so you can go back and listen to that. But in the meantime. Apparently what's being suggested, Alpi Drash, it seems, is that there's some kind of reference to this idea 
that we give something over to the Satan, and that's exactly what we're saying here with the Seir La'azazel, that in order for the Satan not to harm us and impede us on the day of Yom Kippur, we apparently have to give him something to keep him busy, to keep him out of our way. While we're on that, the Midrash HaGad also tells us that another symbolism that we find of the Seir La'azazel, so the Midrash HaGad 16.8, Tesezai and Ches, says that the Seir Lazazel represents the actual taking over the Eight Sahara and literally throwing him off a cliff, as it were. So I guess not literally, figuratively. Throwing the Eight Sahara off the cliff. That's really what the symbolism of the Seir Lazazel is. Also, in a Hasidish Sefer, the Ksonis Pasim in Tazria, Chav Gimel, also in Bechukosai Memzayin, talks about how when we are engaging in our own lives, when we're not sure what behavior we should be doing, he says you should run a go rally. You should you should actually do a, a lottery. A lottery says via the ma'ozne seichel on the scale of your senses. A person has to do a lottery and decide if the action that he's about to do is it la Hashem or is it la Azazel? Is this something that I'm doing for Hashem or is this something that is not for me but it's for the dark forces? And he says you do a lottery on the ma'ozne seichel, a lottery on the scale of your senses. It's interesting. A lottery makes some things seem like it's random, but here he's saying that you've got to calculate. Could be the shot the, the of this um, this drash by the Ksanis Pasin is to suggest that we do a lottery. The lottery represents a sort of naked and innocent um, um, analysis at first glance. What does this really look like? And then give an honest look, an open-minded look. Is the action that you're doing for Hashem or is it for Azazel? Is it for the dark forces? Is it just, is it just something that the Yitzhahar is telling me to do? That's something we have to decide. Another symbolism of the Seir Lashem and the Seir Azazel. Finally, episode, another Zohar we have in Gimel, Chel Gimel, and Samach Beis and Beis. So the cryptic words of the Zohar, he describes the to goats, and he says that there's, um, he says, and he says, and there are two goats, and he asks, why is one for Hashem, which could be perhaps understood as, why are only one of these given to Hashem, why is there another force that's receiving this goat? says, This one will be with me. The other one is going to just cruise and float among the world. The other one's going to one's going to be with me. One's going to be in the world. Because if not for the fact that both of them would be given an equal share, one for me and one in the world, the world would not be able to bear it. And that's the lesson of the Zohar. What is he saying? That apparently there's a balance. And there needs to be this balance. One for Hashem, one for Azazel. One is for me, one's within the world, within the physical world, perhaps the dark world. And why is this necessarily? Apparently because the balance is required. The world would not be able to handle it if not for this balance. And perhaps in common terms, which is what we try to do here at the at Parsha parties, to try to just explain the Sod in simpler terms, perhaps what the Zohar is saying is that in our physical world, we need to give some leeway as it were, to the Satan. We have to give something to our, our physical desires. If we don't, if we try to completely deny the physical world, then we will not be able to handle it, and the world will not be able to handle it. We have to know when, when not, and how exactly to give a little bit to the darker part of ourselves. And if we do... It's just a shochad. It's just a little bribe that we're giving to the satan. We're not giving in. We're choosing our battles. And in the right time, the right context, you give a little bit. In this way, if you take a, a, a mini battle and you lose a mini battle, 
right? A very tiny battle today, you'll be able to win the entire war tomorrow, which is also what we're trying to do on Yom Kippur. Anyway, that takes us through a Pshat Remez Josh and Sod on the understanding of Azazel. Everyone should have an absolutely wonderful Shabbos, and thank you for joining us here at the database.